Alright, hello. Um, this is our controversial podcast with uh, Weston, Jameson, and Brendan, myself. Um, and we're going to be talking about the topic of false rape accusations. Um, certainly something that is controversial. Um, and we're going to give our thoughts on it. Yeah, so what we're, what we're really going for here, what we really want to talk about is how a, you know... A man or a woman can accuse another man or woman of rape, and that just causes so much, um, whether or not the accusation is uh, true, it causes so much social uh, social conflict in a person's life, and, you know, whether or not you actually rape somebody, that still goes on your record that you were tried for that. And it really, uh, it, it socially deconstructs a person's life. So we want to talk about the subject of uh, immediate legal consequences for somebody who has falsely accused another person of rape. Yeah. yeah. And we have multiple circumstances where this has been seen and where some different courses of action should have been taken and we will talk you through our thoughts on it yeah and just to clarify we're going to argue that you know there should be more consequences for this um and not, that's not to say that none happen but most often there aren't any consequences yeah, so we should, yeah. we're going to argue that you know something should happen if if someone has been falsely accused that that person who falsely accused the other person should go to jail or you know the proper consequence for it and another thing i think is really important to point out before we get started here is that somebody who falsely accuses somebody else of rape um, can be tried by the person they accused uh, if that accusation is found out to be false for defamation but those uh, those cases rarely fall in favor of the person that is victimized by the incident so it's it's um, it's a difficult topic for sure yeah and another thing we're not anti-women or anything like that. With this, um, what we've noticed is that definitely this often happens to men more often where they're falsely accused of rape. Um, so it's not to say that a man can't do it, but it's not very common um, with this subject. And we're definitely not against any gender or anything with this. And we're not discriminating. We just want to discuss the topic and what should happen to any person that um, has falsely accused somebody. Yeah, um, so first of all, let's address some uh, some of the oh. reasoning behind falsely accusing somebody else of rape. Um, usually it's revenge, you know, uh, a, you know, a long, long relationship ends, and we actually have a specific instance of that, and... You know, it just, it doesn't end on good terms. There's a big fight or something, and the way, you know, one of the people in the relationship gets back at the other person is by accusing them of rape, because they know whether or not it falls in favor of them, it will socially ruin a person for, you know, a few years at least. Um, we also see a lot of this... Um, false accusations of rape when somebody regrets having uh, sex with another person 
and so then they, you know, to, to kind of compensate for that, they accuse them of rape, and, uh, it's, it's never anything good, obviously, um, so do you have a, uh, do you have a, a specific instance for us here, Brendan? I, I do, and I, I, this is a good example of what can happen and what normally happens to somebody who has been falsely accused, um, it, so Paul Joseph and Kate Woodhead, um, they live in the UK. Um, he, you know, Paul was falsely accused of rape um, after he ended their 18 18-month relationship. Um, that, that again is the example of revenge. Um, she was obviously upset with him and um, falsely accused him. Um, and it says here uh, that he lost his job as an IT consultant. Um, he lost his home and his collection of cars, um, obviously all what sounds like large parts of his life, and his job, his home, and um, something near and dear to him. Um, she, uh, that being Kate Woodhead, um, stole property worth about um, 23,500 euros uh, or pounds, um, and uh, stole um, you know, his property, extensive, uh, expensive stereo, um, art prints, transferred his ownerships uh, of his cars and his motorcycle to her name. Um, he he lost uh, really everything, um, and he you know he's saying it's uh, going to take him years to put his life back together after this. Um, he, you know he he really did lose everything, and um, this is what happens commonly with um, false yeah. accusations. And I think it's also important to to point out that, um, you know, rape rape cases usually fall in favor of the person who claims that they were raped. So it takes a lot of money to get a good attorney and to, you know, get through a case. So there's an initial financial devastation that comes with that, too, um, you know, and that's pretty that's pretty evident in this situation, and it's just, there, there's no repercussions, you know, she didn't, nothing happened to her. Yeah, and uh, this is from the BBC, that being a British broadcasting company, um, which is obviously more of a trustworthy source, um, yeah, and what we notice a lot with these situations is that there aren't a lot of consequences, um, and very rarely do people who have repercussions for this, um, which is obviously just awful. And we would like to see <clears throat> more upfront consequences to this, so just this doesn't happen in the first place, because <clears throat> even if it does come back and hurt the person that falsely accused of the other person of rape, we would like, it still hurts both of them in general, and we would like to see this just pain eradicated by having more almost punishment more punishments yeah certainly um and just some more uh statistics um with this um i believe in uh germany in 2015 um and this may have been a specific town um or something like that but 80 percent of um rape accusations were false and that's obviously a very high amount I mean, most of them were false and that means that most of these men who 
were accused had their lives ruined, um, most likely in a very similar way to what happened with um, Paul, you know, and um, it, it, it just, there needs to be consequences, and I know we're repeating yeah. ourselves often with this, but it, that's just the, you know, that's just it, that it, there needs to be consequences, and we'll get into what those should be later on. Um, and now, I, now that I think about this, I, I want to cover off on the fact that if the accusations are true, obviously it's awful, and people should go to jail for that, and they do, and people who rape are obviously monsters, and um, this isn't to say that all, you know, all rape accusations are false, but yeah. when, when they are, it's not okay and people's lives are destroyed. It shouldn't be this easy to fa- just falsely say this person raped me because it is too easy for somebody to say that and get away with it because there's not enough checks and it's very much it's a lot easier to trust the person that said that they were raped. Yeah, and it's it's definitely it's definitely very topical right now, especially with all the all the drama that's been going on with Hollywood, you know, obviously a very very famous case uh, with Bill Cosby has you know recently come to a close, and we're not saying these men are innocent, but at a time where these these women who actually were raped are stepping up and telling their stories, which is commendable and brave, it's easy for you know some stories to slip through the cracks and you know not necessarily be true but these especially especially if you're you're famous you know that that ruins you whether or not it's it's true yeah because he is now associated with rape and he can never recover from that he has been permanently scarred from that and although they did figure it out it still just the publicity of the entire accusations and the process of finding out if it's true it hurts everyone involved yeah and it it, it wastes a, a lot of time being it from a lawyer's perspective or the defendant's perspective all this time has gone into figuring out whether or not what has happened is true and when it turns out to not be true all that is just wasted and it's money and everything um and i'm sure paul joseph um will now have this case um with him for the rest of his life and obviously it made the news it made um you know british broadcasting company news and that's a big deal and it's going to be seen by many millions of people um so it's just uh, it's a lot of unnecessary time yeah. taken up yeah, it really, it's it, it really is also an issue of yeah, a waste of public time. You have to get, you have to get a jury, you have to get a judge, you have to get lawyers, and it's um, you know, in that way, you waste a lot of people's valuable time. You waste, uh, you waste time that a judge could be spending on an actual case, and you waste time that lawyers could be spending on actual cases. Uh, you know, obviously the jury doesn't really care. It's another jury duty for them. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's tough. It's a tough subject. And 
I don't think that's appreciated enough right now by popular culture, uh, especially when you look at some of these more more radical websites and sources and such, uh, which are usually, I don't want to bring gender too much into this, but usually pretty, pretty wildly anti, anti-male and, um, you know, claiming that women should really like just be taken on their word in cases like this. And we just, we want to see that, we want to see that stop. It's, if you, if you put out a, a, a clear statement of what will happen if you falsely accuse somebody of rape, then you won't do it. You know, it's, it's the, it's the threat of immediate repercussion rather than, sure, this guy may sue you for defamation, but you did just ruin his life. It's, it, it's more of a, you know, this will happen if you falsely accuse somebody of rape, so don't do it. Yeah, well, I think we've set up a good base for what our ideals are here and what our argument is, and I think we'll come back next segment and address the counter to our arguments, and uh, I think what a good thing to discuss would be um, what the consequences should be for people who do this. So thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next time. See you later. Welcome back to our segment on false rape accusations. (laughs) Uh, this is again Jameson, Brendan, and Weston, and this episode or the segment we are going to start by <clears throat> talking about our counter argument with people that have been um, falsely accused and have been um, have they have gotten I don't jail know what say jail, jail yeah jail you know, consequences. Um, so what I like to start out with is the what could be a counter um, to arguments, which is that consequences do happen for people who um, falsely accuse people of rape, and um, this you know this is definitely something that does happen. Once again, rarely. Um, I've only been able to find one um, one situation where a person ha- um, has gotten consequences for falsely accusing somebody, and it was a woman who got, um, ten years for making a series of false rape claims, um, and what I'd like to point out with this is that this is the only, um, situation where I have found that somebody has gotten, uh, consequences for falsely accusing somebody, um, and it was only after she, um, claimed that she had been seriously sexually assaulted by six men and raped by nine, which is a very large amount, um, and a lot, so it makes sense that she would have gotten consequences for this, but, again, very uncommon, um, and only after a large amount of this. Um, and what other, yeah, that is my counter, really, to that, my refute to that, is that it's, it still doesn't happen often, um, and it's only after she, um, did this to... 15 different people. And yeah, this is a very radical uh, version of this. And she did get punished, but we would like to see people get punished for stuff not as radical because we think that, although, yes, that is awful, she should 
definitely deserve to be in prison, have many repercussions, uh, but it's not <clears throat> as widespread or, I don't know, as common as it should be. There should be much more consequences for the lower numbers and of just people that have been falsely accusing others. Yeah, uh, and another another counter to this that, um, you know, one might bring up in refutation of this is that uh, it would, in theory, make women who um, who actually have been raped or men who have been raped, uh, make them a lot more cautious about coming out against, um, you know, whoever raped them, which, again, it especially at this, you know, time in, in history, is a dangerous thing. Um, but it's important to, uh, to note that according to this post on Quartz.com, only about between 2% and 10% of rape accusations are found to be false, which, as we stated in the previous segment, uh, it's not common that these are found to be false. It's just when they are, nothing nothing really comes of it, and this this person ruins another person's life and moves on. And um, but if if there's if there's repercussions and there's a concern about people being less likely to come out against whoever raped them then really all they need to do is look at statistics. Only, you know, between 2 and 10% are found to be false. So there's really no, no reason to be concerned if there's a legitimate case because those are usually uh, ruled in the victim's favor, and if they're not, then just it's, you know, it's just dropped and nothing, uh, nothing happens to either one. Yes, if, you know, and of course, if you have been raped, obviously go to somebody, tell somebody that person deserves to have consequences, they deserve to serve jail time, they deserve to, you know, serve and do something for their actions. Um, and one thing I, I want to cover off on is that um, Jim Abiel was the person who uh, got 10 years for um, the string of false rape accusations. I just want to cover off on that and show that it's a real person. Um, but yeah, so overall... Um, these these are very un, they're very uncommon um, uh, consequences for false rape accusations, um, and really the only time I've seen something happen to a person who's falsely accused somebody is after a string of fifteen different accusations um, with that, um, and yes, uh, it c it could make people more wary about coming out, but it shouldn't at all, um, as if you know if you have proof and if something has actually happened. That person deserves just to have justice, really. Yeah. Everything's like that. Um, so now I think we can probably get into what we believe the consequences should be for um, a, a false accusation. Um, and I'll start that off by saying um, that uh, I think it should be classified as a felony. Um, and this is uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, the main one being that other felonies include like animal, animal cruelty and burglary and neither of these things ruin the life of a person as, you know, false rape, false rape accusations do. Um, and 
I believe that if those can be considered felonies and brought onto Twitter, they're both either bad things, especially the animal cruelty portion of it. Um, I think this should also be considered a felony and that we should search for just direct appeal of counsel. The other thing about uh, making it a felony is that it really makes it present on somebody's record. So if there was a situation like uh, the woman that, you know, accused 15 different men falsely of rape, that that won't happen because after one is found to be false, then they have this blaring felony on their record, which is saying, hey, there should be some, there should be a decent amount of doubt if they're coming out and accusing other people of rape. Uh, and so some, some more specific consequences. So on statelaws.findlaw.com, on this article about Colorado rape and sexual assault laws, um, sexual assault is classified as a class two felony. And, uh, if you're convicted, you can face from 16 to 48 years in prison. So obviously falsely accusing somebody of rape is not quite the caliber of actually raping somebody, but we, we generally came to a consensus that a reasonable, um, a reasonable amount of time to serve for pretty much ruining somebody's life would be four to six years. And, you know, that can composite as if more, more accusations come out as false or, you know, um, depending on the extreme or non-extreme nature of the case that can vary. And we also discussed um, that the fine for doing something like this should be equivalent to what the, um, the person who was falsely accused lost, um, you know, throughout the course of the trial and also between, you know, losing jobs and such um, just because of the, the nature of the accusations. And, uh, that's kind of a, that's kind of a difficult thing to, I guess, address because money is a very, very difficult thing to apply to something that's not quite as black and white as, um, you know, social defamation and, you know, other consequences that are similar to that, but that would be the, the, the same consequence as if the person who was falsely accused turned around and decided to file a defamation case against the person that accused them, but it would be a much more guaranteed um, reimbursement than a, uh, than a defamation case, which rarely falls in favor of the... Um, the person who was falsely accused, and yeah, it's just those those immediate consequences are really important for stopping these uh, these cases in the future, and it's 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 something that needs to be curbed. Yes, I mean we've seen instances what Weston was just talking about 
with the reimbursement with our good old friend Paul that we were been talking about in the last segment. And he lost his job, his cars, his motorcycle, and his plenty of other things. And nothing came of it. He <clears throat> lost all of that. And we think that <clears throat> it should be more of a you, the person that uh, accused uh, people such as Paul of rape, should be forced to pay them of what they lost because they didn't do anything wrong and they have been damaged by your actions and if they should see some payout for what you have caused them. Yeah, really, it's kind of a it's kind of a legal blind spot, you know, because our our culture has very recently become so centered around, you know, social justice, which is a a fantastic idea, but then you get people that abuse that system and you know, when when it's on the when real rape accusations are on the rise, so are false rape accusations because people feel like they can get away with more. So Yeah, that's true. And to um, kind of continue what Jameson was just saying um, about the reimbursement. Um, you know, Paul Joseph um, said that it would take years to rebuild his life, and with those consequences of repaying what he lost, it would make it a lot easier for him um, because there's absolutely no reason that he should have to rebuild his life and take years to do that. And um, I think that would be a good way to start that out and help that person with their life again. Yeah, we would not only like to see more punishment for the person that has um, falsely accused the person, but also more of helping the person that has been falsely accused, because it is incom- it's completely wrong, and it sh- they should not have to deal with as much as they do, and we think imburse- reimbursement is the least that the person who has falsely accused them can do to pay for what the pain that they have caused. Yeah. Um, so I think we can start concluding this, and yeah. I'll start it out by saying, um, or just kind of covering off of what our argument was before, was, uh, which is that um, there aren't many consequences for false rape accusations, and we need to see more, um, and there need to be things like jail time, um, and again, the reimbursement, um, and uh, to cover off on what our counter was, um, it was that, um, you know, uh, there are consequences for it, which is true partially, but it's not common at all, um, and very rarely does it happen, and the one instance where we saw that was when a woman accused 15 different people of either sexual assault, sexual, sexual assault, sorry, or rape, um, and yeah, just one final thing I want to say, um, is that there should be, I think there should be a call for more, um, proof when it comes to these things, and I know that's obviously not um, always the op- like always an option um, but I think if to, to just stop this before it even gets to the point where it's at a trial um, there should be calls for more you know proof when it comes to accusing people of rape um, and yeah so I think that that's a good way to end it off um, yeah. and that was our argument and I uh, hope you all have a good day thank you yeah. thanks for listening